0: welcome to become an idol i'm dr robin sargent owner of idle courses this is the place where newbies come to learn and veterans share their knowledge here with me today, Britt Crew. And she is one of our Idol Courses Academy members that has found success and reached her big idol goal. And so I brought Britt here to share her story and her journey and her own insights on what it means to become an idol. So Britt, would you do a better job of
1: introducing yourself and telling us like a little bit of your background? Absolutely. So I started my journey with Idol about a year ago. And prior to that, I had experience with working in the multimedia world. So doing some film production, print production, web content production, those kinds of things, anything multimedia, I had a little bit of experience with that. And then I did spend six years in the education world. I was a teacher for six years. I taught high school students. And again, my topic was multimedia. So I was a yearbook advisor helping them um, publish their yearbook, which was a several hundred pages (laughs) book, you know, as you can imagine. And that's just me in a nutshell. And from there, you know, I launched into idle and learned that I had already been doing some of these ID skills. And that just helped prepare me for the role I'm in now.
0: Okay. So you were in education, you came from multimedia as well. So what kind of sparked it in your mind, your desire to be like, okay, I'm ready for my next career and instructional design is the way I want to go?
1: Absolutely. That's an excellent question. And so, you know, I was already creating... Assets, if you will, infographic job aids, those kinds of things, like how to videos. I was being approached with how to use a software, but then maybe how to use an actual piece of equipment, those sorts of things. So I started to connect the dots of, Oh, maybe there is, you know, life with a role like this. And so I started to do a little bit of research, you know, like many teachers, you wonder, is there something else that you could do? And this research kind of led to me discovering instructional design. I'd never even heard of it, right? I never knew that that was a title. And so I started researching it, discovered that Idol Academy was a a thing. I did your Become a Idol 5-Day Challenge, I think is a title of that. And it really solidified and verified to me like, oh... You really do need to look into this because, again, all the dots started to connect that I could take those multimedia production skills and really shine in the ID world because it comes in handy. I was already tech savvy, familiar with a lot of those different components. And now it was about expanding, okay, adult learners versus school-age student learners. That's just kind of how it all came together.
0: (laughs) So you joined January 2021, right? correct Mm -hmm. okay all right so you signed up you're in the academy and what was what was kind of your timeline what did that actually look like for you I mean were you still working and trying to do the academy and did you have a goal of when you would be done what what kind of was that
1: journey for you Absolutely. So I started with the first cohort and, you know, one of our first things out of the gate is let's set some goals. You know, what are, what are your long-term goals? What are your short-term goals? And at that time, I was still teaching. I was still advising. We had deadlines and it was kind of tough, but I stayed committed, attended mentor sessions, did workshops, like navigate through the academy, right? Just absorb, absorb. Find every resource I could. I did have a idle buddy that I latched onto, and we talked weekly, daily, you know, all of those things. And so the timeline, the goal that I set for myself was okay, we're going to do this uh, kind of slow in the sense that my first goal was to have my ID roll by August or September. And that seemed feasible because that would get me through the school year. And then it would give me one more summer to like just come to terms with that. We're closing that chapter in the grand scheme of things. I didn't meet that goal, but I didn't let that deter me. I decided, okay, let's revisit this and set a new goal because you know, life happens. And so the new goal was by the end of the year, because in the, in, again, August, September is when I really dove into the application process and and applying those. So it did take a couple of cohorts for me to kind of like find my footing and, you know, build that confidence. But beyond that, I'm happy to report I did entirely meet my second goal. I interviewed with many different companies, whether it was contract or full-time, you know, and going through that journey, I realized, I think for me, I might want to go ahead and look for a full-time due to that was just kind of, you know, narrowing down what do I think going to be the best. And so it was just, it was a great experience to go through because talking to big major corporations versus maybe like a small startup just really helped me Narrow down those nitty gritty details that i hadn 't really figured out prior to going through that experience,
0: yeah, so it took you didn 't start applying until August, which was when you really you know had all your pieces ready to go. How long until your portfolio was ready? Was it done before August and then you felt ready to go start applying, or which one did you do first, or did you do it concurrently? What did that look like
1: yeah, so the portfolio actually was done end of May, early June. So I had dove right into that. My very first thing was digging into Do It Messy. And that was something that I knew this is not going to be that challenging for me. It was, you know, get the navigation going, get the the pre-work on the design. And so that piece like started getting all together. And then after I had my foundation of the website for the portfolio, that's where, okay, started trickling in those assets. And what motivated me on some assets were some job application. So I say I got heavy involved in applying in August and September. But I mean, from March until then, I had had a few phone screens or a couple of just one off interviews, you know, that kind of came up and they would ask me things like, can we see an example of XYZ asset? And I'm like, absolutely. And so I made sure to go, let me get that up there that was one of my motivators along the way to where because at first it was like i have an infographic yay that's my first step and then the next guy wanted to see something like well do you have a um like a rise course or something, right? And so that pushed me that much further to go, okay, let me, let me revisit the do it messy and, and really get that going. And then that was there. So it trickled in. One of the interviews asked me to do a walkthrough. And at that point I had a rise course, a storyline nugget. I still call it my little nugget and then infographic and my web and graphic design components. But I didn't have an actual job aid. And they had harked on, we need to see a job aid. So I knuckled, like put my nose down, got to it and and made a job aid, put it up there, and then was prepared for that interview to do the walkthrough so that I had all of those things that they were specifically looking for.
0: Yeah, I love that. So it's like, well, you kind of knew that you needed those pieces, but then when you actually heard the hiring manager say, We need to see this, you're like, oh, okay. I'll- <laughs> yes. actually yes. worth putting the energy in. I get it. Okay. So you started applying in August, like hardcore and several different companies, you realize you want to do full-time. All right. So now you actually, you landed a full-time role, right? Correct. Okay. So what, what was it? How many interviews did it take? What was kind of the difference of
1: this company,
0: this job? Absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. So this particular role is with a—I don't know if it would fall under Fortune 500 or what—but it's a major retail company, and I think it was right time, right place. As far as they made their job post on LinkedIn, and I happened to be on LinkedIn at the exact same time, and so I got notified. You know, LinkedIn has notifications. Hey, this job posted. Are you interested? And I just peeked at it and was like, hmm, I don't know. I hadn't considered this company. You know, like you don't always know which major company might have an opening. And it was an application through LinkedIn, so it was real quick. You know, a quick click, and I quickly clicked through, sent in my information, and then I just kind of was waiting, like, um, I'll probably hear from them in a week or two because this was really close to the end of the year. This was in December. To my surprise, two hours later they reached out to me. And I'm going, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. This is exciting. And so I did a phone screen. And then I interviewed with the people who are like my team teammates on on the team. I interviewed with the director. And then they had hired a new direct report that I would report to. He hadn't even started yet, but I still got to meet him and interview. And so that entire process took If I remember correctly, two weeks from the time that I applied until the time I got my offer, it was two weeks, which was shocking, unheard of, because all of my other experiences were taking four to six weeks. And there's a few of them out there that still need to let me know, oh, hey, we've moved on. (laughs) You know, it was like that was four months ago. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just one of those, the stars aligned kind of moments. And it just, you know, when you really pay attention, sometimes something can come from that. But I did make connections with people that I thought, there's no way they're going to reach out to me because there's like 400 applicants. And then all of a sudden they would call me. So never lose hope along the way. I, I always say, let the company decide if they want to versus you telling yourself no up front. So if you're eager to go for it, then, then go for it. You know, just what's the harm in, in the trying? So what is your official title? What did they hire you to be? I am a senior training specialist. So it's not a, the exact same as, oh, I, you know, instructional designer or e-learning developer, but all of the skills that we have from either of those components, that's exactly, that's exactly it. So senior training specialist is is my new identity.
0: <laughs> so, so you still do the work of an instructional designer and an e-learning
1: developer? Correct. Correct. So well, I'm senior. Talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, first thing right off the bat, we're coming in and familiarizing myself. This is, again, as I said, a very large corporate company. And it's been a minute since I've been in corporate, but not at this capacity. And so, you know, you just kind of got to get the adaptation process. And so that took about a week or two. And then we start diving into what are the initiatives? What does that look like? And It just, it's incredibly exciting because we have certain types of training that we would put together that's your, your standard compliance, right? And so like, let me see what that looks like because with, you know, over 40,000 people that you're going to be essentially rolling this stuff out to. And everybody's in different states. And so, you know, you kind of got to get the, the groundwork on that. Okay, so that's one component. I was most excited to be brought on to this team for the flexibility of creativity. Because beyond your compliance, that's just one piece. There's different stages of training that we can put together that allow people to grow professionally, wherever it is that they are. And I love that, such as maybe we do some courses that train people about a product. And then they can then, in turn, help use that to work with customers. right? And so it was so exciting to get to see that because it's not only is it, okay, here's this product, but it was like how to use it. And so there's like demo videos associated with like you yourself are going to get to learn how to use it and just broaden the horizon on the creativity scope. And so that was just like, the, I was so excited on that. Doing a couple of other trainings that are really, really encompassing a person as an individual to understand their learning style, but then also understand how they operate. And then how can you operate with your coworkers, right? And so those sorts of pieces. So it there are endless possibilities of the types of trainings that we're doing, in addition to using a multitude of tools. So I'm not locked in to just one style. And so that continues to allow me to flex those muscles and really sharpen the skills. So if
0: you are a senior training specialist, does that mean that there are people that are just training specialists? Like, did you start at kind of a...
1: Right. I kind of started at like a a next level. It's my understanding that the just training specialist, we've kind of downsized on it. So now it's more senior training specialist and then goes up from there. But yes, that was one of those super sweet little extra details that I thought was really fun to be able to go into this and land a senior role, you know, right off the bat.
0: And what do you think it was? I mean, I'm sure they told you by now, like... What were some of the things that they noticed about you, Brett, that, you know, made them expedite their process and hire you right away? Did they say it was your portfolio, the way that you interviewed, your knowledge, your tech skills, the combo? What did they say when they kind of gave you feedback?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, it's kind of a combo of that. They touched on my portfolio, the hiring manager herself, like during the actual interview, was very expressive and kind and telling me, you know, I'm impressed. I am like, this is great. You know, this is very well put together. I love the attention to detail. She used praise on my graphic design skills because it kind of helped contribute to how I built my assets, whether it was in Rise or it was my storyline nugget. I mean, most people love my storyline nugget, which is just an e-learning heroes challenge, which was converting a infographic into like a little bit of a, a course, right? And they loved it. They loved the graphics. They loved, they just thought it was very out of the box, like not traditional. And so I really appreciated that. My Rise course was on the topic with microaggressions. And that stood out to them because there's a huge initiative around inclusion and diversity. And so that showed some alignment there. And you know, like I I didn't get real specific feedback as far as like how the interview itself went. But now that I've been there, it sounds like I was just well-spoken and I couldn't have been as well-spoken without the preparation from Idol and the mentors and all of that, because at first, you know, that first interview I did, I was sitting here kind of fumbling around like, uh, 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 you know, doing those types. Whereas by the end of it, the confidence was there. And you, you know, giving sound examples to the behavioral questions, being able to translate my skills from previous experiences into a way that it they can understand and blown away by like, oh, wow, you know, you've worked on this, you've worked on that, and this is impressive. So that was just kind of a combo of all of it.
0: Yeah. And so what do you think were the things that really upped your confidence? Was it actually like just the amount of time? Do you think it was like all the experiences you had going through other interviews? Or, I mean, I guess it could have been a combo too, but did you ever feel a moment that it really kind of clicked for you that made you feel more confident?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest piece was the more we started to explore, and this is when I say we, like in idle, so mentor sessions or support group or any workshops that like things, I was starting to pick up little, pieces of information that started to come together. And so when I would going through, I went to a multitude of mentors for that reason, because I knew these kinds of questions come up. What practice behavioral questions? Let's look at a list or let's tune into this extra uh, piece of information, whichever, whatever it may have been. But there were a couple of mentor sessions that allowed us to practice that, put us in like a mock interview. And that while shouldn't have been nerve-wracking because you were put on the spot in front of your, you know, your peers. You were like wide-eyed and okay, I think I can do this. But that anxiety went away because you shared your answer and then we got immediate feedback. And then it was like, oh, okay. And then more people shared. And so it was kind of the experience of that community piece of idol was so incredibly helpful. Mm -hmm. Having my idol buddy, we shared experiences between interviews and that was eye-opening because you know her experience may be different than mine and so we kind of swap notes and debrief and that kind of stuff so the biggest piece I guess you could say would be having conversations about how to kind of go through it to practice it get beyond the screen as far as well I'm reading this list of questions and I'm not sure because I think there's a document is a 50, 50 interview questions to prepare for. And the first time I opened that, I'm like, I'll just fill in an answer and I'll practice. And then that got overwhelming. And it was like, no, okay, let's just attack this a little bit at a time. And so those conversations are what made the difference. It's just reaching out to idol peers. And then a few people who were outside of idol for a different perspective. I have a, a family friend who also assisted me. I called her. She. You gave me some sound feedback. It was it was amazing. And I never thought get feedback from that. So that was helpful. Oh, wow. I
0: love it. So now you have fully transitioned. You are full time. I I am so curious, you know, where you're working, where you create all these creative things. I totally understand that you might not want to mention the company's name. But what is kind of different for you now, Britt? Like what is, you know, your work life balance? Are
1: you are you remote? How are you positioned on your team? Absolutely. So I am remote We're fully remote at the moment. There's talk that the corporate office could open back up and there can be hybrid. But my team, as of the moment, is, is remaining. We can function beautifully remote. Um, so that is a huge perk. I built my little tiny small office. I have a, uh, I live in a small apartment. And so, you know, I made do, got my setup. I love it. I love being remote. Work-life balance has drastically changed. And, you know, it's like you can breathe easier after every day. When work is over, I get to leave work at work kind of concept. Um, being remote, my hard time, okay, I'm five, like I need to focus around five. And so if it's 5.05, whatever, but I tell myself almost every day, and it's time to close the laptop, right? And that's allowing me to just disconnect and then walk over to the other portion of the house. And I get to focus on the evening because it, it as a teacher, it always came with you. There was always something keeping you up. You were thinking about dealing with in this role, I'm able to look forward to going to work every day. You know, I start my day going, when's the first meeting? Let me make sure I'm prepared for that. What does it entail? Um, what am I having to project manage through? I have six major initiatives, you know, that I'm the key contact for. And so just making sure that we're on target for that. Is it within timeline? Who needs to be communicated? Who needs follow up? Where are we at in the process? You know, those sorts of things. And so my day-to-day is just so much smoother, so much easier, and going to 8 to 5, 9 to 5 kind of shifts because they kind of vary. It sounds debilitating at first because you're thinking, well, when I was a teacher, I was done at 3.30 or 4, 5. Oh, I can't t- express enough how those hours don't feel like you're shackled to them. Like you're free flowing, moving through it. It's not that bad. Like, it's great. I love it. I love because there's certain parts of my day that I'm like, I know I'm going to have an hour here to kind of debrief and focus on this and that. So it's been fantastic. They are very supportive. They are aware of my involvement in Idol. And so they think that's the coolest. One of my team members was like, can I come to the session? And (laughs) I said, that's, you know, that was, that was flattering. So it's just been, it's been wonderful. Yeah. And so this is, this is your first, now you're an Idol
0: mentor, right? And this is your first, your first cohort. And I mean, you want to talk about that? Like just what that experience has been like so far. I know we're in what week four.
1: Yes, we're coming up. We're, we're ending week three, coming up on week four. So in addition to tackling a new role in a new industry, I was compelled to be a mentor. It just felt right. I loved being a mentee and attending all of those types of sessions. And this was one of the ways that I was like, I can do this and I can help somebody else get to the same point. I mean, it's become a passion project. I love it. I always smile real big when I'm telling people that, you know, I do this and this is, it's just so rewarding to be looking at this through a new lens and there's mentees are still teaching me. So it's not that I'm a know-it-all, it's that we're continuing to grow together. I just get to kind of help guide us all in like a similar situation, cohort from cohort. And so up to this point, it's been fantastic. I call my session Flock Talk because I love pink flamingos. And, you know, I just kind of found a <laughs> I found a theme to kind of go with. And it's been so well received and it's just fun and it's exciting. It's another way that I get to have some creative freedom whenever I'm building like social media posts or slide decks that we're going to look at if needed in the session and so I'm just having... I'm having a blast at it. And it's not scary. It's really... It, the idol team as a whole guides you through, you know, so it's not like you just threw us out into the forest and and find your way back. <laughs> so that's been very helpful. But I... Mean, I, 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 even, I
0: I've even already gotten a direct message from one of the students that just... That told her story. and And one of the mentors that she mentioned has already impacted her was you. And so I just... I know that it might seem soon, but you're already having an impact on other people by deciding to come and and give back. So we we really appreciate you. And just, you know, you really, you know, it's almost like you were a star student in the sense that you went to all you went to so many mentor sessions, you committed, you kept going, you even though you didn't meet your first goal, that you didn't get flustered, you just made a second goal and met your second goal. And so it's so wonderful to to have somebody who's a star soon then come and give back as a mentor because you were just recently on the journey that they are currently going through. So you know exactly how they feel. What are some of the things that you tell your new mentees? What is like the best advice you want to give somebody that's like on this journey is where
1: you used to be? What's, what's your best and final advice, Britt? Absolutely. I would say that the best advice that I have been giving people is to realize that your journey is unique to you. I have said this many times in posts and in my sessions, And so you have to find what works best. Some of us are on a journey that is a little bit more expedited than the others. But as you run into those roadblocks and those challenges, I always say, give that challenge or that roadblock a big old hug and say oh you're frustrating me take a deep breath and then just regroup and come back because it the point of it is to to get past that barrier and you're going to run into that you know time and time again and i'm still seeing it even in my new role where it's like i am clueless on this but Okay. In time, I'll get this and it'll start to come. You'll start to give yourself some grace and you'll allow yourself to keep moving and switch gears if you need to. If the challenge is so incredible that you're just like, I really need to pause from this, then put that, put, put a pin in it, put a fork in it, however you want to word it and look into a little bit, another, you know, another component. And the whole point is keep. Moving forward, my family mantra has been "put your best foot forward," and that is still true today. As far back as when I was ten years old, being told, "you know, put your best foot forward," you always keep the moving in the in the forward direction, and so that's just that's really where it is.
0: I just love your attitude. I think that advice is just so sound, and it's it's so like in alignment too with where you said I'm still learning, even as a mentor. And it's the same thing for me too, right? Like the best teachers are also learning continuously from their students. And even like, I think it's important what you said too about how even on your job, you are a senior training specialist. You still are going to run into new challenges and new things that you have to figure out. And so it doesn't stop even just like when you reach your goal. And I just, I, I think that's so key. Just, that you you it's a it's a constant learning process even when you reach your goal and I I think that's a great reminder. Absolutely, yes, ma'am. It is. Thank you so much, Britt. I am just so happy for you. I just love having you on our team. I think your story is hugely inspirational, and it's just it's exactly what you said. Like, just keep moving forward, and you will reach your goal. And that continues all the way until when you when you land your job. And so thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me. I've been loving it ever since I joined.
0: Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at idlecourses.com. If you like this podcast and you want to become an instructional designer and online learning developer, join me in the idle courses Academy where you'll learn to build all the assets you need to land your first instructional design job, early access to this podcast Tutorials for how to use the e-learning authoring tools, templates for everything course building, and paid instructional design experience opportunities. Go to idlecourses.com forward slash academy and enroll or get on the wait list. Now get out there and build transcendent courses.